It's truth that the only peace we have is in Him today. Let's at this time on release to Sunday school to go to this go to Sunday school. I welcome everyone here today. To the service and feel I'm glad to be in this house today always is always great to be in his house today I feel like God has led me in a direction this week and towards what God wants me to speak today if you will turn with me to John chapter 11 and verse 38 I'm going to read several verses here and then I'm going we're going to pray and then I'm going to go to the word today John 11, chapter 38. The Bible says, Jesus therefore, again groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. And Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead for four days. Jesus saith unto her, Said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. Verse 41 says, Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me, and I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by I, said it that they may believe that thou hast sent me and he thus had spoken he cried with a loud voice Lazarus come forth and he that was dead came forth bound hand and foot with grave clothes and his face was bound about with a napkin and Jesus saith unto him loose him and let him go today if you will for a few minutes I'm going to speak for Jesus is the way maker. Let us pray. Lord, I ask you right now, Lord Jesus, to anoint us today. Lord, I ask you to minister right now to this congregation, Lord Jesus. I ask you right now to move into this place, Lord Jesus. And oh Lord, I ask you to allow your words to come forth today, Lord Jesus. And I ask you right now to minister to each one here today, Lord Jesus, and allow him to, each one to feel your presence, Lord Jesus, as I speak these words. Lord, I ask you to touch and anoint right now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. The Bible says in this story I read is this Bible talks about a, a person and, you know, Lazarus is a friend of Jesus. And as Jesus went forth, he, uh, he you know, he, the, you know, we know the story, familiar with the story, but Jesus, you know, they called and said he was sick. Lazarus was sick and about to die, and Jesus waited. And you know, and we say, "Well, why did he wait?" But Jesus knew where he was going. And when I read the scripture, where I began to read, where the Bible says Jesus therefore groaned in himself, coming to the grave. He knew what he was going to do in Lazarus's life. He knew he was going to raise this man from the dead. But he 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 mourned for this. He groaned for this. Because he knew that he in his life, he knew what was going to happen. But God, but, but God, he, he in himself, he groaned because in, in life sometimes he finds us mourning for the lost in our life. The first thing that he told them to do is take away the stone. 
And today, as I want to liken this to our hearts today, as, as that the grave which Jesus came. Sometimes in our life, we find ourselves just like this empty, this grave. And when he, he approached Lazarus' grave, he mourned. Because sometimes in life, as he, as he visits those dead places in our hearts, he grieves over them. He grieves over the places in our life that we feel like that we need him to touch. We, we, he knows that he's going to raise us from that, that, that dead place. But in our hearts today, he feels like he, he mourns for that because he mourns for the lost, the deadness of our life. But in order for our healing and our restoration to happen in our hearts, the thing that separates us from Jesus must be removed. And today when we find ourselves in a place of trouble, we find our places of in heart, we find ourselves broken and away from God, the first place thing we have to do is we have to move the thing that it separates us from God, from Jesus. In this situation, God could not, he could, he could went through the stone. But I feel like we have to remove that that separates us from Jesus. Jesus wants a resurrection to take place in those dark places of our hearts. But we have to move what's separating us from God. So many times in life we find ourselves just, just, well, just, getting, just getting to a place in God. In a place in God and when we find ourselves to, that we, we just can't get past that. But because there's things in our life that keeps us separated from God. In life, you know, we find ourselves like Martha, the sister of him that was dead. We find us him saying to him, Lord, by this time it stinketh. Or what she was saying is, Lord, by this time it's been too far down the road. By this time I cannot go no further. You know, there's nothing we can do about this situation because it's too far gone. Here Martha was saying he's been dead for four days. And sometimes in our life we find ourselves just like Martha. We find ourselves saying, well, this is too far gone. I can't do nothing about this. And at that point, we just mourn. We just cry about what the spilt milk. When God really wants to do something for us. When He really wants to change that situation. But we have to first, we have to separate us from what Jesus, it removes us from Jesus. Or what separates us from Jesus. Because what's separating us may be the blockage. Is what keeping us from doing what God really wants to do. The second thing he told Martha is you must believe and see the glory of God. You must truly, really believe. And when we talk about really believing, it's the same as beholding the glory of God as looking, as looking into a mirror. And as we look into that mirror, it is because the glory we see is the reflection from our own heart. How much we truly believe, how much we truly trust God is reflected back in that mirror. So if we're not seeing the glory of God in our life, then there's something in our heart that needs fixing. If we're not seeing God's favor, if we're not seeing the things that God we want to see from God in our life, then there's also there's something in our life that is keeping us separated from Jesus. There's something in our life that needs to be fixed. There's something that is blocking the reflection of God in our life. So today I'm here to tell someone today, if you're, if you're not seeing what you feel like you need to see, if you're not, if you're not going down the path you thought you should, we would be going with God by now, 
There must, there must be something in your life blocking the reflection of God in your life. The next thing Jesus said to Lazarus, he, says, he spoke these words. He says, come forth. Jesus did not beg. He did not plead. He just simply said, come forth. Jeremiah 23 and 28 says, The prophet that dreamed a dream, let him tell a dream. And he that my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to the wheat, saith the Lord. Verse 29 says, It is, is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. When, the, when you speak the word of God, you are tapping into lim, limitless power. When we speak His Word, when we pray His Word, the Bible says when we pray His Word, things happen. We've prayed for people the sick, and we've prayed for the sick here in this church, and we've seen them restored because we play, prayed the Word of God. Three times in the Bible where Jesus Himself, He spoke to Satan. He said, it is written. And when He, was, when he was prayed the words that was written, Satan's schemes were defeated. Yes, hallelujah. When we got on the right page with God, Satan's schemes was always defeated. There is a great power in the spoken word of God. Many Christians fail to realize and really use the words of God in their life. They want to, they want to own their own abilities and they want to take care of everything on their own abilities. But they're in their life, they don't realize they need to put God first in their yes, life. It's more than reading and studying. Yes, it's speaking it into your life situations yes, and then expecting it to work. We look at life, you know, we, just, we talk about read and study the word and hide it in our heart. And there's a lot of truth to that word. But if we don't speak it into our situations, if we don't, if we don't allow this word to affect us, if we don't allow the word of God to change us, we will not see it work. The Bible says then when we look at the scripture, we find in scripture where he says, loose him and let him go. No matter what chains, what addictions, habits you may have today, Jesus can loose every bondage. Lazarus is not feeling, not totally free until he was loosening from them grave clothes. Jesus gives us freedom from the bondage of sin. So many times in life, we may be bound with things in life. There's this world, as this things has a bound and bound and addictions on our life and habits in our life that's hard to break. But God has gave us freedom from that. Jesus gives us freedom from the bondage of sins that sin may might be done away with. That we should no longer be slaves to sin. Today, I'm in Romans six and six says, knowing this that our old man is crucified with him that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. And today in life, you know, we find ourselves just falling back in that old habit. We find ourselves falling back in that old rut in life. But the Bible says when we do away with sin, the sin must, must, will be destroyed. Yes. And then henceforth we will not serve sin any longer. Jesus, Jesus gives us freedom from fear. And so many times in life I feel like we battle that spirit of fear in today's world more than any other time in history. Luke 12 and 32 says, Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. 
Today, you know, we feel like we're in under a fear of, of what might happen or what is going to happen. or We find the fear of things in life, but the Bible gives us this promise, fear not. Because the Father has is good pleasure of giving us what he yes, is, is it is ours. Yes, Jesus will bring freedom from the curse that is upon the earth Hallelujah. because of sin. Jesus will bring freedom to our lives. We're all under the curse of sin in our life. Romans 8 and 21 says, Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption unto the glorious liberty of the children of God. If we'll truly turn to God, yes. we'll truly give him, it, give him everything, he will give us deliverance from the bondage of this corruption in this world. Jesus tells Thomas that he is the only way. In John 14 and 5, Thomas saith unto the Lord, no, We know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him in verse 6, He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus is the way, and he will make a way through whatever storm we are facing. Hallelujah. We, all, we all are or have faced storms in, our, in this life. And we find ourselves going through things in life. We find ourselves struggling. We find ourselves just feel like we're drowning in this storm. But today, He will make a way to make it through this storm. Today, I want to talk about three different storms in the Bible. The first storm comes in Mark chapter 4. I didn't give these scriptures, but I just wanted to talk about this story. This story, the Jesus sends his disciples away into the other side, and they 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 become get in a boat and and they head out into this great sea. And as the middle of the night, they graze a great storm, and the waves beat into the ship. To the they, the Bible says, to the ship was now full. Jesus was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow, and they awaked woke him and said unto him, Master, carest not that we perish? And he arose and walked to the bow of the boat and rebuked the wind and the waves and said, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. You know, sometimes in life we find ourselves in the midst of storms. And we find ourselves in the midst of this storm to the point of, you know, we're, we're, we feel like we're coming overcome by the waves of this storm. And we feel like we're in the middle of this storm and we, don't, we forget that we have Jesus asleep in our boat. We have what we need right beside us. We have right there. And sometimes when he, he decides whatever, however he decides to get us through this storm. But in these, some of these storms, he can walk to the bow of the boat. And he said, just peace be still. Yes, amen. And in the midst of that storm, the storm wave ceases. And we've seen that happen even in this church. We've seen people where we've had storms. And when we prayed the prayer of faith, we've seen immediately to that, that storm changed. The wave ceased. The, the, we got the doctor's doctor's words was changed. We've seen things in this life when we pray certain prayers. We see things change, but then we see another storm in Jesus in Matthew fourteen, where we find Jesus at another time in a ship in the mid, sending his disciples in the middle of a sea. In the midst of the sea, they face a storm, but this time Jesus wasn't in the boat. And Jesus came walking on the water in the midst of the storm. And when Peter said, As this is you, Lord, bid me to come to you, thee on the water. 
And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of, the, out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. You know, in all the, in the times in this scripture, when I've read this scripture and read this story, I always I thought about it and think about the storm when Peter and Jesus was walking on the water. I always thought about the water being calm, the water being peace, and that would have been a miracle itself. But here they were walking in the midst of waves because the next scripture in verse 30 of Matthew says, but when he saw the winds boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. And he cried saying, Lord, save me. And here when sometimes Jesus is walking on us, when we're in the middle of a storm and we don't realize, and here these disciples was in the midst of this storm and fearing for their life. And Jesus come walking on the water. And so sometimes Jesus is right there beside us. The waves may be becoming over us and waves may be being raging and the wind may not be ceased. Jesus is standing right beside us in that storm. He's standing right there. And when we, we take our eyes off of him, so many times in storms, I've done it myself, took my eyes off of Jesus. When I took my eyes off of Jesus, I began to sink. I began to drown. But, the, but when we're there in that point in life, when we find ourselves just like that, we find ourselves sinking in the water, you know, we, Jesus is right there. He's there out there for his children, and all he had to do is he looked back to him. He says, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said to him, O thou little of faith, where did thou doubtest? And, when, and the Bible says, and when they came unto the ship, the wind ceased. So here today, I feel like today, that the, here we, you know, we find ourselves in the midst of some storms in life. Jesus is not going to knock the waves down. Jesus is not going to knock the wind down. Jesus is going to, he's just going to be right there with us during this storm. He's not going to calm the storm. He's not going to, not going to heal the, the disease. Or he's not going to, that's why we find people in life, you know, we say, well, we pray for some people and God heals them. The next person we pray for, he don't heal them. And we're like, what's the difference, Lord? But so some storms, Jesus is going to be there right there beside us with us. He's going, to, he's going to walk every step right beside us. And when we feel like we feel like we're drowning, all we have to do is turn to him and say, Lord, save me. And he will stretch forth his hand and pick yes, us amen. up. When we truly turn back to him, so many times in life, you know, hear what Peter, I feel like what Peter was doing is Peter, when he, when he took his eyes off of Jesus, he was like, look what I'm doing. I'm walking on water. And yes, Peter is the only other man, only other human besides Jesus that ever walked on water. And so he has that testimony. But Peter, I think, was saying, okay, I got this, Lord. I can handle this. I, look at me. I'm walking on water. And when he took it onto himself and he forgot about God and the Lord that was standing right beside him, he began to trust his own abilities. He began to sink. And today, sometimes in life, we find ourselves just like that. We find ourselves in life just in, in the midst of a storm and a thing, and we feel like, well, I can't handle this. And I, I begin to drown. I begin to sink. In, that, in life, when Jesus is just right there, one arm reach away, he can reach right down and pick us up and, and carry us through this storm. The next storm I want to talk about is in Acts chapter 27. This is a story about Paul. Paul was a prisoner in a boat, and as he was going through the sea, he was, he, they was going through the sea and they was carrying him in this boat as a prisoner. They faced a storm. And the Bible talks about, and, and well, Paul had a vision in the midst of the storm, and it said to him, told him to stay with the ship. 
stay in the boat and you'll be saved. And he, and he had a vision that no one would lose their life if they just stayed with the boat. But when they, was, when they missed, got in this midst of this storm, when the, when the ones that was in charge of the boat began to throw out the tackle and began to throw out the things of the boat and actually when it began to start throwing people out because they were trying to rescue themselves, you know, want to save themselves. And Paul urged them, he says, if we'll stay with the boat, God will save us. God's, God showed me in a vision that not one would lose their life if they stayed with the boat. So when the storm came to a place in life and the storm began to tear the boat apart, even tear the boat apart, Paul kept them from their purpose and commanded that they would kick, that which could swim, cast themselves into the sea and get to land. And at the rest, at, the, at this moment, he says, and the rest, some on boards, some on broken pieces of the ship. Sometimes, you know, the broken pieces of the ship and things in life, but the Bible says, and so it came to pass that they, that they all escaped to land. Because they stayed with the boat, they stayed with the ship. They were all rescued and made it to land. So sometimes in life we find ourselves in storms. We find ourselves facing things in life where we find that in this situation we, we, we need to stay with the church. Sometimes when it's easier something like to, to abandon the ship. Sometimes it's easier to, to jump aboard and every man for himself. But Paul said stay with the boat. God will make a way if we stay with the boat. Sometimes, and, and, and in the end of that story, the rest of the, you know, all of them made it to shore. Some on broken pieces of the boat. And that may be how we make it, on broken pieces of the church. But if we stay with the church, doesn't matter how rocky the sea gets, doesn't matter how rough the water gets, stay with the boat. Yes, thank you, Jesus. My elder pastor that I, well, I grew up under, Brother Tummins, was Brother Boyd's, Brother Boyd's grandfather. He used to say that the churches, now you're not going to make the pond too muddy for me to get in. Talking about they're not going to be the church, it's not going to be too muddy. And so today, no matter what we looks like, what the storm we face today in the church, we need to stay with the church. That's where our strength is. That's where we gain strength, and that's where we, 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 we will make it if we hang with God. However, God has handles to decide. However, God decides to handle your storm in your life. One thing is for sure. He will make a way. Today, sometimes in our life, we find ourselves, as I talked about earlier, we find ourselves in the midst of storms in this life. And we find ourselves feel like we're separated from God. We feel like everything is going to get away. Everything's going against us. Sometimes we feel like we're, we're 100 miles away from God in the midst of this storm. And today, I'm, I urge you, as I, as I said in the beginning of my message, Today, there's sometimes there's things in us that has put a separation between us and God. And we have to remove that. Just as, just as Jesus told the soldiers to remove the, the, the stone from the face of the front of the cave. Jesus could have went through the cave. He could have healed Lazarus on the inside of the cave. But Jesus says, remove the stone. And so sometimes in our life, we may feel like, we feel like God is not right beside us or God's not taking care of the situation. But we must realize there might be something in our life that needs to be removed. There may be something in our life that's separating us from Jesus. And so we must, we must remove whatever's separating us from God. We must truly believe God is 
God is, can, he's, is in complete control. We must truly believe God is really reaching out for us today. So today, and I begin to close, I ask us today to look into our life and see where we stand with God. See what, what, what separates us from, the, from His relationship. If there's anything in our life that separates us, we need to remove that today. We need to truly believe in Him today. As we stand across the place, I ask us today, I ask us to minister as God ministers through us today. I ask Him to let's look into our lives for some storm we're facing today. I ask us to put a, move that separation from God. I ask Him to move, remove whatever in my life that's hindering me from Him. I ask Him, Lord Jesus, to give me true, true belief and true in His presence and ask me to move into His life. I ask us today, as we I begin to close, I ask us, as we pray right now, I ask us right now to minister to us today. If there's something in your life that's separating you from God, I ask you today to remove that or ask God to remove that today. And whatever we face in this life, the storms we face, God is there with us and He is going to make a way for us to get through it today. Let us pray right now. Lord, I ask you to touch and anoint right now, Lord. Lord, I ask you, Lord Jesus, for your presence right now, Lord Jesus, to, to touch and anoint right now, Lord.